listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everybody. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I am very excited to, I'm going to say welcome, I was going to say bring to you like I'm delivering him on a silver platter, but welcome to our show, Dr. Kim Potter. He is just absolutely fascinating. So not only is he positively brilliant is, is what I will say, but the way that he goes about doing his work in the world is like nothing I've ever seen before. I think I referred to him recently as the incomparable, and I mean that in the true sincerity, but he's a behaviorist in terms of human and animal behavior. He weaves in there kind of the epigenetics component, and so as you can imagine, when you start talking to this guy, and you'll hear here in just a second, the entwinement of information and the preciseness of it and how everything kind of weaves together and his comprehension of human behavior behavior is unparalleled in anything that I've seen. And so it really is a treat that he's chosen to align himself with superpower experts and bring his brilliance to our network. So without further ado, Kim, welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to have you here. Thank you, Tonya. Thank you for the introduction. You got me nervous right from the beginning. It's like, (laughs) I'm just an individual. I go by Kim and yes, I'm a behaviorist, but not a psychologist. What I specialize in, why? Why animals do certain things? Why human beings do such things? And it's all incorporated into a program called Blueprint for Changes, which I really think introduced the two of us together three Mm -hmm. or four months back, right? It did. And those of you who spent any time with me, I'm pretty cautious about who we align with, particularly techniques-wise, not to mention we happen to have a whole vetting business to make sure people can actually do what they claim. And so when Kim and I were introduced, we kind of did a whole dancing around it and kind of felt into each other and been like, okay, well, what? You know, where are the intersections? What do you do? How do you approach it? And I've spent the last, what, I don't know, 14, 15 months interviewing people who have techniques and who have skill sets and everything else to do similar work. And so I was cautious because it's, one, it sounds too good to be true. And then two, it was not the first time I've heard somebody saying that they've got this work, this technique, and it really took you and I connecting and kind of dedicating ourselves to getting to know each other a little bit better before the true power in what Blueprint offers came to the surface for me. And I have a hyper level of discernment. So I just want to be very transparent about that because I know that in our arenas of the superpower stuff, there's a lot of folks who have solutions. I think yours is different. I really do. So let's start with telling the audience a little bit about Blueprint. Blueprint came out basically for the nonverbal communication in animals and then the observation that humans actually communicate with animals in other traditional communication. And I started to research this over a period of seven years. If there's different signals from individual to individual, and there certainly is, and we define those signals down to 14 different sectors, we use music as a transfer for these signals. And what we actually do is we work with the individual, with their brain, to work with what they perceive as challenges. And let's say anger is a big part of this person's life. Well, they want to be calm. They want to be nicer. But that clearly is not the problem. There is a structure, a behaviorism within that individual that stimulates anger. Now, what we've learned to do is to stimulate that structure and relax it. So effectively, we take an emotion 
turn it back to a feeling. And a feeling is a tool to navigate through the situation. Now, we've done this with a nonverbal introduction, meaning there is no words, there is no computer tones, biotones, there is no subliminal work whatsoever. And what's more, the final phase is in silence. So you can imagine an intellectual brain like Tonya and uh, her background of understanding and looking into individuals. How can something work in silent? How can something <laughs> work in silent where I don't even have to be in the home where this MP3 player is putting this vibration off? I don't even have to be in the same city. That is a stretch. We know it's a stretch. But when it remedies results, we don't have to say much more. And Tanya was very skeptical. <laughs> it took a while before she decided to test this product. And things happened. That's all I have to say to generate more interest and more interest to why we're talking today. Absolutely. Well, and for my part in it, the skepticism was one piece of it. And the other piece of it was really I didn't have a use for it in my thinking mind in the existence that I was sitting in. There wasn't an immediate problem. Not to say that I didn't get on some level that there were pieces and parts that could still be moved, but I was fine. And you and I have talked about this a little bit, is that's one of the biggest challenges that I find in light workers, healers, change agents, the folks that we tend to attract, because they've done enough work on themselves to where they're sitting in a pretty evolved space. The challenge is, is that those folks are some of the most hesitant to really go back and address some of the pieces and parts that they left behind in that questing for those superpowers or for those abilities or whatever. And that was where I was sitting is, I was fine. I mean, my life's work had been to understand myself and others. And so I didn't seek you out because I had a problem. It was an introduction that was made thanks to Shannon Gronich for that introduction. And there was no, sometimes the hardest thing to reach for is a solution when you don't feel like, not like everything's perfect, but there's no undercurrents of disruption that you can sense. That's one of the hardest times to ask for assistance. And yet it's, in my opinion, and I think you shared this also, one of the most powerful times to do some of this work because you're not in a kind of fight or flight posturing. Does that resonate with what, how you see it? Yeah, that's so true. If we were to visualize the concept of being stuck in the corner, I think we would agree that most people become stuck before they reach out that maybe I need something to assist me. The brain is very rigid. And the first thing we have to do is create flexibility to be able to work with that person. So the most effective time to work with our behaviorism is when we don't perceive there's a big problem. But then why would we do it? Well, <laughs> it isn't a maintenance program a good idea? And it's oh. far more effective then. And we start to do this work when we perceive we don't need it. Of course, we never run into the bumps. But if there is a historical pattern, let's say in a family tree or in our own history, typically we can predict, unfortunately, that we're going to go back and experience that again and again and again, as we typically do. This is our core survival instinct, and this addresses the core survival instinct in a very, very different way. 
Mm-hmm. It really does. And it's so funny. I'm laughing because that was the exact situation that we met up against with superpower experts. It started off as personal power experts. And the message around it was we help people. So people have a problem, they find us and we help them. Well, as we progress through things, we realize like really everybody's fine. Like nobody's broken. Nobody needs healing or any of those things. And so when we started changing that dialogue, it took me a while to realize that we kind of screwed ourselves in a situation because it's much easier to sell something if people think that they're broken. But here we were sending a message that you're not broken, you're whole, you're fine. And so kind of like what we're talking about, it's like, then why would people want to buy what we're offering? You know, why would they want to engage in the program? And it took me a while to get to the place where I realized that for at least this portion of the population that Blueprint really can benefit for folks like me, like us, if you will, and like the folks that we attract at Superpower Experts, if they're not evolving, there's a problem. If they're not knowingly moving into the next space or exploring the next space, that's a problem for them because that's what they're committed to. And so it's really opening up that dialogue of like, you've moved a lot of the giant boulders. Like most of our folks aren't in a life or death situation with regard to some of these kind of subconscious programs. And yet for folks who are on that evolutionary trajectory, the ones who really are interested in challenging reality and what comes next, the idea of being stagnant or not being able to move forward because of some peace or some belief system is like death. And calling that out for those folks puts everything in a different light. And that's where I see Blueprint really being able to help our population is it is one of the most magnificent tools that I've experienced that allows me to continue being who I am in the world. It allows me to continue to affect change and to work with people. And it operates almost in autopilot on the back end and it shifts things and moves things around. Like I see the consequences of of it working and yet I don't have to remove myself from my existence in order to do the work. It does exactly what I love for techniques to do, which is it just works. Like I don't need to sit and focus on it. Like it just works. I get to continue doing my work in the world and it expands out what I'm capable of accomplishing in a really super cool, like magical way that doesn't require me to disconnect from my existence in order to do it. That's been my experience with it. What I think the main benefit of getting a program with no language barrier, it's a self-select program. Individuals go to Blueprint for Changes. They instinctively choose the program. And then the question is, how do we know it's for them? The process has already started. If you're able to go in and choose a program, that's the program that's designed specifically for the challenges your brain has been going through. It's as simple as that. So all of these programs have been predetermined, anxiety, various formats of depression, anxiety, anger, sadness, they're all in there. And because there's no labels, nobody's going to judge. It's as simple as that. You resonate with the type of brain set that you have developed over many, many years of practice. Mm -hmm. And I can already hear some of the rejections from our audience in particular, because most of our audience doesn't identify with things like anxiety or depression or anger, any of those things anymore, because they've been able to work through some degree of that. But folks, let me reassure you 
that those underpinnings exist. And so if those programs aren't completely rewritten, I'm kind of overlaying it with my own language, but if those programs aren't completely rewritten, then they come up in very sophisticated and surreptitious ways. You've heard me caution about this, like you move the big boulders, then you move the pebbles, then you move the grains of sand, and then there's like dust remaining. As long as that dust is still there, when you operate at higher and higher and higher frequencies, that dust will derail you at some point in time. It will limit your ability to expand even further if it's not addressed. And so a lot of our work has been to chip away at those boulders and pebbles and grains of sand, because that was one of the biggest things for me was like, I'm like, I don't have anxiety. I don't have depression. Like I don't associate with any of those words. To me, my brain would consider those lower frequency kind of descriptors. And yet the underpinnings of those exist because of experiences that we've had and everything else. So trust me when I say that it's, I would even contend it's impossible for you as an individual to see those in yourself. In fact, one of the things that really won me over with Kim was he was able to identify some pieces and parts in me that once he gave voice to it, I could sense them, but I couldn't see them. I couldn't feel them. It wasn't enough of a disruption that it was obvious to me, but once he identified it, I was able to see how it was impacting my ability to evolve even further. And so to me, that's the real gift in blueprint for folks who are interested in the superpowers consciousness conversation. I agree everything that you said there. If we're able to pick up, let's say, anxiety from other individuals, we walk in a room and we feel the transfer. The reason we can feel that is it's still alive in us. If we still have that program, <laughs> yep. we're able to pick it up from other individuals, but it's not coming from me. No, you're absorbing that because it is in you. And Blueprint works with this. It stimulates it in a way that naturally, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we start to relax this format and we become aware of other aspects of the environment that we are allowing ourselves to pick up on, which were very different than before. And that's just a symptom of using this product. Mm -hmm. So let's address that because I know that for some of our healers and our light workers, they're going to hear what you just said and potentially go into a story that if they move those pieces, if they reprogram themselves, they will be ineffective in their work. Can you talk about kind of the enhancement characteristic so that we can remove that kind of objection? Yes. I'm fortunate to be able to sit down with individuals for days at a time. Many, many wonderful people that are just unfortunately had challenges in their life. Now, I can say I don't take anything home. Do I feel them? Yes, I do. But not at that level. I'm aware there may be anxiety, there may be deep pain, depression that may have resulted in drug abuse. But I'm aware of that at an intuitive level, but I don't feel it that way. So when I leave for the day or maybe spending three, four, five days with this individual, it's not my responsibility to take that home. If I'm taking it home and it's affecting me, isn't that a big signal that there's something I need to work with myself on? And over many, many years after experiencing this, it gave me a big clue that there was still an element of bad behaviorism within me and I needed to start to work with it. And as I came through, life became a lot less bumpy. 
And it's interesting because I do see within certain communities that we wear the tumultuousness like a badge of honor. And so for empaths, for healers and this and that, a lot of what I see this really unhealthy dialogue unfolding in some of these communities where who can experience it the worst, who's channeling information and it impacts them the worst. And it to me, that's a kind of a passageway that we go through. It's a little bit of a rite of passage as we experience and say, oh, wow. I'm feeling this thing and I've agreed to do this work in the world and this is kind of my penance for doing this work in the world. And I think it's so crucial to explore what if that's not how it has to be? What if you can be effective doing this work in the world and not be tortured while you're doing it? And I appreciate how you illuminated that because I think that at a certain stage of the game by overlaying it with this kind of martyrdom really makes it then about us as the individual and perhaps we're not as effective in the world as we could be if we were willing to let that go. Well said Tonya. I think there's a lot of relevance in the air and I think if we get down to core there's a lot of people that do a lot of wonderful things out in the world And they take on board a lot of this emotion. And dare I say, but I'm going to, maybe they've never identified a tool that can alleviate them of this Mm -hmm. effectively and then find out that they actually can go deeper. Their intuition becomes sharper because there's not a heavy weight that they're carrying with it. Mm -hmm. I think that's an apt description. And that's what I would describe as really embodying that abstract frequency. You can't bring a bunch of baggage into the abstract frequency, folks. Like your knowingness can blip into it, but to embody those higher frequencies, you have to be willing to do the work at this level. And I was up against that precipice of really being ready to expand forward, but I felt like I had like a weight on one of my feet. And it was in communications with Kim and test running blueprint that I really established hope that there was actually this technique that could go in my toolbox that I could rely on and go back to that was effective. And it didn't require a ton of my time or attention or anything else. And I just don't have the time these days to totally devote to a longitudinal program. And so Superpower Experts is one of the things we're constantly looking for efficient techniques that take the place of perhaps more in-depth longitudinal processes that, in all honesty, a lot of our folks don't have the luxury of engaging in because they're on a pretty fast trajectory. And Blueprint does exactly that. So I encourage all of you to kind of feel into it. If it resonates with you, explore it. And I think you'll find that it is exactly what you've been asking for, knowing that there are more and more and more efficient ways to go about this. And to me, that was the compelling piece and why we've chosen to incorporate it into what we do at SPE. So, Kim, can you think of anything else that you want to share with our audience before we go? I think that's enough. I mean, if as relative questions and individuals would like to hear more, we can always do this again. I'd love to do it again. And we're actually meeting again next month 
for a couple of weeks in Phoenix. So we have ample time to sit down and answer any questions that anybody would like to ask about this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I'm very excited to have you as part of the Superpower Experts team. And um, until next time, folks, as always, we appreciate your loyalty and go out into the world, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Thanks again, Kim. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Power Up Podcast. Go now to the Power Up page at personalpowerexperts.com and tell us how you live in your power. And remember, we're all more powerful together.